Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. W-J-B-R Internet Radio for the inquisitive mind and the sophisticated ear. music and musicians that was of that caliber mm-hmm. prior to joining Slave. Mm-hmm. So, and I think like a jazz musician, I'm known more from an R&B funk rock kind of cat, but mm-hmm. I think like a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm into taking chances, which others would say is, are taking chances. I say I'm just continuing to evolve. And so that's how I was able to go into Hall of Fame one and and then they said Atlantic Records goes, you know what? If you give us another watch in you, it's a done deal. And I said, well, first of all, I already did watching you. Mm-hmm. That's already there. I'm not trying to duplicate slaves. If I was going to do that, then I shouldn't stay. I mean, I'm not going to mm-hmm. try to duplicate slave, and I'm not enslaved. That's ridiculous to me mm-hmm. because I was hearing other things. I didn't leave because we were against each other. I left because I knew it was an evolution that I still needed to to do as far as my growth, business-wise too. So, yeah, so I went ahead and said, way out, where you've never been before. And, uh, you know, and I, it, it doesn't sound like watching you. It doesn't sound like way for me. It's its own thing. And I really had to stick to my guns on that because I said, listen, a lot of people underestimated me because I was the drummer that came in. Mm-hmm. So, okay, then you start singing and I, oh, okay, okay, you writing, okay. Now you're doing your own thing and we're telling you, here's the way to go. And you're like, nah, I'm going way out. <laughs> you know, um, so that's, that's kind of how that went. Okay. Yo, hi, this is Steve Arrington, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement, Javon and Therese, and we going way out. Hi, this is Mason, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Perfect. on some of your favorite movies and I'm at brunch in the basement with uh Therese and Siobhan. Stay here, stay here with me. Stay here, stay here with me. Stay here, stay here with me. Stay here, stay here with me.
it no longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just. She wasn't even there, actually. But anyway, <laughs> all our bosses, though, Jay. You can send me some cologne, cause I mean, cologne, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was Just in case I should be Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. <laughs> okay, dokie, babe. Whatever you say. What's up? So and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just teasing. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, darling. I see you. How you doing? How you doing? Just to remind everybody, first of all, good morning, everybody. You know, I'm just jumping ahead, as I tend to do. Welcome to WJBR Internet Radio, broadcasting for the inquisitive mind and the sophisticated ear. And yeah, I want to give a warning. You may hear explicit language, gospel music, house music, gospel house music, jazz, pop, soul, Motown. It don't matter. Whatever it is, if it's good, if we like it, we play it. And that's just how that goes. Um, yeah, you might even get some interviews. And as a matter of fact, today, this afternoon, we have a good friend, uh, Mr. Nathan James, who is the president, the judge, actually, judge of elections in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So... Um, we're really, really excited about that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there's, you know, so much going on with these hearings and so forth and so on. If you want to call in, and I'm going to type up the number, because we also have a podcasting station that if you don't want to watch and you just want to listen, you can do that. And, and for some reason, I got like, Five things going on at once, as usual. I tell you, tell me too much. The number to call in is 347-996-5394. Oh, gee, I'm, I'm getting up there in age, and therefore I can't remember much of anything. And that's just how it goes sometimes you know what I'm saying so yeah we have uh, Mr. Nathan James coming on a little later in the show um, 
And, uh, yeah, I want to play a song right now by Ms. Dawn Tallman. I want everybody to lift her up in prayer. Um, yeah, she's on my mind today, and so I want to play one of my favorite songs by her. It's called Flying. If I sent you a message in a bottle, it'll never get to you. And when I try to explain myself, I just can't get through to you. You feel like a stranger. It's like I don't know who you are. I replay in my head the things you say. You leave the sky on my heart. I need time for me to heal and take my dreams. I'm on my way now. It's because of you somehow that I found my way back to me. I'm not the same anymore. 
like that song. Yes, I do. And I remember just a little a little story, Levon. How you doing, Levon? A little mm-hmm. story quickly about um Dawn Tallman singing True Colors. Oh man, yes. I remember before we were so fancy so that we could all be on this screen together. 
Um, I had it set up. It was just, you could only see me. I think you were on the phone line, Therese. Dawn was a guest. It mm-hmm. was like during podcasting only, and I was trying to figure this piece of it out. But you could only see me. And Dawn had just recorded True Colors and was talking about, um, oh, God, what's her name? The 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 woman that actually sang it. Uh, the the Yes, thank you. My brain, I'm telling you, it's just not there anymore. But anyway, she was saying how Cindy Lauper, you know, spoke to her about it, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, well, I love your rendition. It has taken over. And she, she started singing it. And she said, she said that she wanted to dedicate it to me that day and people like me living their truth and blah, blah, blah. You know, like not blah, blah, but, you know, um, Actually, I think she was dedicating it more to the LGBT community, but she she sang it to me. And as she sang it, I cried. And she, it was so beautiful. And I was on screen. I remember trying not to like trying to hold it in because the world could see me in my mind. Not like not like the world was watching, but um, it's the world was watching you. Yes, the world was watching me. <laughs> was, she just she just broke me down with with her beautiful instrument. Um, uh, Dawn has no idea how much I adore her, or maybe she does. Why? But because I don't tell her, so you know, she just knows I I dig her. I don't know if she knows that I adore her and that, um, you know, Darlene in the chat said, oh, she's a Shaka Khan fan. Absolutely. Um, there are there are some of her songs where you can 100% hear the influence. Um, and she gives Shaka credit, you know, for being a, a, an influence. It just kills me when people have um, artists that they have listened to all their lives and they said, well, I don't listen to nobody because you know, I just want to be original. Chick, you ain't original. Not that. Ain't nothing original. Yeah, ain't nothing original. Everything has been done. But, um, you know, it, it's it's just something like when um, Erica Badu and Whitney Houston gave Shaka Khan credit in their songs. You know, like you hear this track, you're gonna, you know, yeah, they tore it up, but. Yes, Shaka did it first. So anyway, I do have that track, and I'll I'll bring it up and I'll play it before the show is over, Levon, since you asked for it. Um, also, I want to send out prayers and love and light to Dawn Thomas. Good morning, Keith. How you doing? He said he will be popping in and out throughout the show. Remember Juneteenth today, as well as the first day of early voting. Have a wonderful weekend. Absolutely. Also, speaking of prayers, love, and light, I want to send prayers, love, and light out to Audrey Wheeler and family. Ah, yes. Lost her sister and just want to send love from WJBR Internet Radio. Absolutely. Absolutely. Much love to to Audrey Wheeler and family. Um, LaVon B. said she sang it the first time I ever came on the show. I cried when I heard it that night. 
I played it over the PA at work a few days later, and there was scarcely a dry eye on the unit. Yes. The girl can just straight up blow. Sorry. No problem. No problem. I know that, you know, your friends and fans and fam, friends, fam, and fams. You know? I. You know what, Therese? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm so silly. Forget it. Don't don't listen to me. Sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, I'm very excited, as I know you are too, that Nathan James is coming on today. Can you tell? <laughs> I just have so many. You know, like I don't know. I, I have, um, and I and I still maintain that you know, um, you and Nathan are two of my faves to chop it up with because I have a practical mind. And, you know, somebody's mentioned something to me the other day that I think I'll share. Um, Because when um, there's a lot of uh, chaos and um, around, I tend to just be very quiet and still. And it may be, and it could, could reflect that I don't, I don't care. Right. But I'm, I'm, it could be an occupational hazard, you know, um, that when there's a lot of chaos and things around, I'm just very still in it, just still. Um, and that's how I felt watching it live on television and in the in the hearings, you know. And it's just it's it's interesting. I find just myself, and I don't know if there are any social workers online or any you know. LaVon. <laughs> yeah, keep the focus on Therese today, LaVon. <laughs> no, Zoo, see, see if this makes any sense or do you, does this resonate with you um, in terms of when there is chaos around, do you go into your analytical mind with trying to watch? To me, I, it, to me it fascinates me, you know, um, in a sense, if I didn't have to live it, it fascinates me because it's like, wow, this is, this is, I, you can almost look at someone and dissect the levels of sickness just by kind of like, wow, okay. And your brain even goes into how you could actually help if allowed, you know, because you can, or what they would benefit from, let's just say. And it, it's been a, it's been an interesting road in watching um, some of the stuff that they put together. I thought it was, well, I don't want to wait. I don't want to talk until Nathan gets yeah, in. Yeah, let's 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 hold. I mean, in terms of the psychology of it, I don't know that Nathan is a psychologist in as much as he is, um, you know, a political analyst. Right. You know, and journalist. I'll, I'll do that part. Yeah, in terms of the psychology, we, uh, you know, and the social worky part of it, you know, the the. There is I used to I used to say when when I was in school um I don't remember exactly what it what we what the topic was but I remember thinking about a community psychosis like there's <clears throat> like a um maybe I was in Ooh. a sociology class you know like where there's a the whole there's a whole community but basically, it's, um, you know, every question is posed to you, LaVon. 
<laughs> it's all about you, sweetheart. Trust me. Um, but yeah, I, I remember thinking, you know, there's there's a mass psychosis. Good morning, Pop. How you doing, love? Well, it's 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 usually held by a ringleader that doesn't essentially think that people around them are too smart, right? Because they have momentum with getting away with things and nobody questioning them because they're able to slip and slide in and out of the facts. So when you have and and when you have a a, late, a, a ringleader that um. <laughs> And don't put the ringleader in a position of doing something for them, um, for someone, because then it becomes that much more apparent, because people don't really like to think through stuff. They just like to hear it. So you can spin off anything you want to spin off, as he, as he did his years in office. And he had a whole bunch of people believe in him, you know. And like you said often on this show, but when they find out that it was a lie, then what? You know, yeah, and they- you can- And you do a great job at separating folks, separating folks, so that you don't get anybody with the facts together in a room. Because the facts together in a room scares you and you go into being a victim. That's what happens. And then once you're a victim, shit is happening to you that ain't happening. You You know, know, that that saying, and and the thing that, the, the thing that worries me is not so much the narcissist at the top. I thought you were making a face. And you know, Monifa, you could say hello. Good morning. Wait, oh, let me let me side. Can I sidebar for a second, Monifa? Can I can can you? Hi. I just want to ask you a question before you run off. I see you got your fancy glasses on, so you must be going somewhere special. Okay, so I have been reposting video of this little girl singing. She sings everything, like probably to her mother's pride and chagrin it's like (laughs) you know what i'm saying but she's so cute she's about four or five years old and this little kid she just sings everything and she sort of in my mind resembles you have you seen this this little girl you haven't seen this video you sent me some shocker shit yesterday i always say shocker shit i can't help it i know but just i'm just saying (laughs) i did see that and i was like oh okay why did i get this no, okay. because because Mo, if if I want to brighten your day, I'm gonna send you Shaka stuff. It all she always brightens my day. That's true. Don't act like you wear Shaka three times in a row for how you know, you know what I'm saying. And and it's not like like uh, you're not a Shaka holic. Don't even try it, Moni. First, uh, I'm saying yeah, but the whole Shaka three. You know, are you gonna go for, for Halloween? Not a, a all right, not all right, all right. Radio show, this, right? Radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Aquariuses are their own special breed. They are. That's why I love them. That's what. And my mom is listening. Hi, mom. And mom, Darlene hey, Harris mom. said hi. Hey, Monifa says hi. Therese says hi. Everybody says hi. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, you know, my mom being an Aquarian, I. Woo. Yep. Special, unique, dance to their own drama, their own, they hear their own, their, you know what, it, it's not a lie that Aquarians are ahead of themselves, like ahead of the times. Like If they're well, if they're well. 
Yeah, but even I think I think if they're well, if they're not well, they're 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 highly destructive. But if they're well, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know any highly destructive crazy Aquarians. I just I just know that you know, but sometimes brilliance can make people seem insane. I think I think Aquarians are really smarter than they know they are. And um, Monifa Pop says background Betty strikes again. In and out, and pew, she she's goes. gone, right? Pew, pew. Yep. Like, I, I don't know why we call her background Betty. We should call her Ricochet Rabbit. Anyway, 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 anywho. What, what was <laughs> I, I digress there for a second, right? No, she put sugar in my cereal. No. Okay, while you whine about the sugar in your cereal, and I whine about the sugar Avery stuff there. Um, mm. <laughs> Let's listen to, uh, by special request, Dawn Tallman singing True Colors. Yeah. Oh, Like a rainbow. 
minutes and we start talking and before you know it, it'd be like an hour past and we like Nathan who so um just want to remind everyone that this weekend we celebrate Juneteenth yeah right um and I'm talking about that now because probably more than likely um we'll we'll be talking about the January 6th hearings once Nathan comes on um just you know it's just important to know that um June 19th 1865 was the day that the Union Army Major General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston Galveston I can never say that right Galveston Texas and issued general order number 3 proclaiming that the enslaved African Americans there were free this was two Correct. years after the they actually were the, right, and they had the people there working and enslaved for two additional years. Um, so now it's a national holiday, June nineteenth. It it marks the end of that form of enslavement. I'll say because allegedly. Yeah, because as we know, there are still forms, active forms of enslavement um, going on today. So policies and practices still exist in modern day time. We don't expect them to look like they did back then, right? Right. Things have grown up and developed just like we have, and and they have uh, been systemically attached. Exactly. So, you know, 
also the the interesting thing about this is there's two things that I've learned interesting that um see and this is why if people were watching from Facebook it looks like Facebook is is has kicked us off for true colors I don't know why but whatever um anyway um two interesting things number 1 number 1 a Caucasian man thought that he could profit off of June 19th this year. Very recently, he tried to patent it, copyright it. Mm-hmm. And um, because of the backlash, he decided he opted not to. But the idea that... That he even thought he could. Well, here's the thing with that, right? And this, this, we still got to remember that this is the corporation of the United States of America, right? And no one gives a hoot. I shouldn't say, yeah, I shouldn't say no one because people do. But the idea that he was going to uh, copy mark, copyright and trademark Juneteenth, so that meant that everything that you purchased, anytime it was used, you had to pay him, him. The audacity that he would even do that without even see some people out here running around soulless, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And we just have to we just have to stay prayed up, good people. Because oh my goodness, after the whole history, if you know the history, why would you even think that it would be okay and unnoticed that you went ahead and filed? That's a public filing, for God's sake. Did it anyway. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And um, the other thing is that my understanding, I don't know whether or not it's true. I haven't (laughs) looked deep into it, but Mississippi is opting not to follow the federal government and is not celebrating it the way that the rest of the country is. I think it may be another state, but... um, I have to look into it. I just saw that briefly this morning while I was trying to get all of this together. So I have to look more deeply into it to find out, you know, whether it's true. So I will put allegedly in front of that. And Mississippi doesn't have a great track record of. um... Yeah. Yeah. LaVon wants all the Aquarians to know that, first of all, she loves Aquarians. In her experience, highly intelligent, honest to a fault, and very free-spirited, the latter part is often misunderstood. I've hardly met one that I didn't adore. I feel the same way. I love Aquarians. I feel the same way if they're well. Yeah, you keep, keep saying you keep saying that as if you know some Aquarians that are really not well. I, I, I just, well, well, you know, and and you do too, but maybe not personally. Um, but it's it, it's just kind of. If if they're not well, if when they're well, I think that that could well. go that could go for anybody. That could go for any sign. But it, like particularly, but there's a particular caveat for Aquarian type. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, if you think of if you think of um like scorpions, right? Let me let me let me keep it on me. A scorpion that's not well may be really, really dark and really, really vindictive and really, really the worst of the things that people think of scorpions. You know what I mean? 
Um, and look, but that's written in, but, but moody and brooding, brooding is, is written in your um, analysis for your sign. Right. It's but what if, what if you have that in your sign and you have mental illness? You know what I mean? Like that, that will show up in a, in a way worse than the, the average scorpion. You know what I mean? Like, like I could be moody and broody, true, Scorpio. I could over-sexualize things, Scorpio. I can, you know, be an investigator and not trust and, and be, you know. But Anything is exacerbated by mental. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe don't be too hard on your Aquarian friends, your crazy Aquarian friends. No, no, I don't, I, no I'm not hard on them. I just see what I see and that's kind of like the occupational hazard you see what you see and and when it shows up it just shows up you know wow. and um it doesn't really you know it 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 just is what it is you know it is what it is it's not even it's sad and it is what it is um to some degree but you know wow. but it's not it's not often something that is you know there's a whole lot of genius and then there's a whole lot of um if you're not well yeah. And that you're right. That goes for anyone, but particularly for Aquarian, um, Aquarius. When they're not well, they're they're detrimental to them. They're danger to themselves and others. All right. Um, Levon says an Aquarius said to me once, "I want to be loved, but I'm afraid of disappointing people, so I tend not to hold on and let others hold or let others hold on too long." That's interesting. Knowing what you know about self. Yeah. Um, Ulysses, pop. Today Man. is National Splurge Day, June 18th. Nat- National Splurge Day on June 18th. Encourage us to break out of the rainy day fun. Spend a little. National Splurge Day, as defined in the dictionary, is to indulge oneself in some luxury or pleasure. Splurging doesn't require wiping out the savings account, especially if it's only an occasional event. Of course, splurging comes in many forms. To some, it could mean saying yes to whipped cream on your latte or that bracelet you've been eyeing to the other. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> Ms. Grayson says that can go for all 12 signs. Mm-hmm. Irony. Um, Aquarius. Irony. Irony. Aquarius is... We see you, Nathan James, chill in the green room. He's like doing this. Like, can you see me now? Yes, we see you. You got 10 minutes, bro. 10 minutes. Hold on. Okay? He's like, yeah. He's 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 biting at the – he's like, ah, I got to talk about this stuff. Right? But I got just one more thing that I want to do before we, we get to Nathan James, and then it, it's we're off to the races. So – Aquarius is compromised of all 12 signs, hence why it rules the rainbow. Hmm. Pisces is all the signs, too. Great chameleons. So if you don't like either, you don't like none. Hmm. I love both. I've also scarcely met a Scorpio that didn't Scorpio exactly the way the Scorpio nutrition list said they would Scorpio. (laughs) And you know what? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Hence, I'm a basement dweller. It's it's very Scorpion of me. Now, what is uh, every Scorpio I know is an extrovert. 
Well, you know what? You can be outgoing, and probably people mostly that know me think that I'm an extrovert also. If you would poll my dearest friends, they would all say I'm an extrovert. Really? Oh, absolutely. Because of how I present with them, how they see this this here, this, this podcast. Oh, you're an extrovert. A lot of people mistakenly consider me to be an extrovert. But I'm really not. There's a whole psychology to that, too. But, yes. Maybe because Aquarius rules DNA, math, numbers, humanity, the zodiac, rainbow, Oya, that's a lot to carry. So when they pour some of it out of their pitcher, uh, they're the water bearer. Ooh, that's that's good. That's good. Huh. What's in those waters? Treat them right. Sounds like a warning. But Scorpios are really good at sex. So uh, the struggle's real. You know, thank you so much, LaVar. I I I accept the prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> So what I wanted to do, what I want to do, what I want to do, because, and I don't know if he's watching, he normally would chime in if he's watching. Um, He's been saying for the longest time, I'll see you do everybody else's rapid fire, but I haven't seen you do mine. I want my rapid fire time too. Who might this be? Oh, gee. <laughs> Look, hate the player, not the game. <laughs> you know, yeah, this would be none other than. Excuse me. If it's not coming out of my nose, it's coming out of my mouth. These allergies, they just uh. bust in the name. Anybody else having it? Oh, you know what? Also, my landscaper came. So. Oh yeah. So there's the the allergies. Yeah. Yep. 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 So who might it be? None other than our friend, percussionist Victor Orlando. Victor. Yeah, that was that was a fun uh, cut up, but it it it, it yeah. All right, let me let me get it up here. Oh, gee. What's that banner doing wrapped around your chair? Did you do a new head cover or something? No, you know what? I I was hoping nobody really realized it, but thank you. Now everybody's going to look at it. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was looking. I was like, oh, it's okay. Let me see where I have this thing. Hold on. Okay, rapid fire. Victor Orlando, let's do it. Oof. I saw y'all do this with people before. <laughs> yes, yes. It's Dang just it. to behind the veil to see what's popping. We're going to say words. If you saw us do it, then you know how it goes, right? All right, all right, all right. So I'm going to start first. Javon's going to bring up the rear. I'm going to say some words. You say the first thing that comes to mind. 
I love it because he's a comedian too, y'all. Real life comedian. So he's, it's, it's so it's funny as heck. Okay, so I'm gonna start. So let me know when you're ready. <clears throat> Ready. <laughs> okay. Jimbe. Africa. Community. Family. Black people. Crazy race. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 gifted race. And spiritual people. Timbales. Which one? Timbales. Salsa. Music. Life. Ralph McDonald. Innovator. The past. Pete Escovito. I'd like to introduce my son, Victor Orlando Escovito. That's what Pete does for me. Father. Mm, mm. Amazing clown of an icon, of an uh, amazing person. He clowns so much, it makes the music. I love to watch him do that. I know that was a whole sentence, but... Well, that's fine. Whatever comes to mind. Stage. For me, the rest of my life. But as Prince said, you better kill it or don't get on it. You don't kill it, then don't step up there on it because that's sacred ground. Sacred ground, yeah. God. The reason that I'm the reason everybody's here, but the reason I'm who I am. Africa. Motherland, never been, want to go. And my last one is going to be children. Five kids, five grandkids, and five great-grandkids, the gifts from God. Thank you, yeah. Victor. Javon, I have a tribe. <laughs> nice. Nice, King. Nice. Javon, you have? All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now the questions get harder for the money. The money is $500 for the top five answers. The questions <laughs> are. <laughs> Black women. Uh, the bane of my existence. Um, the heart of man a misunderstood place, but a decent foundation because we don't have the correct truth in that, but we have to take what we can get from it and build on it. Because we don't have the total truth in school, but we have, to, we have to take what's in there and then build on it from that. Poverty. A life builder. You, you can grow from that. You can grow out of it. Church. Brought up to go every Sunday, 
but it's here every day. Harmony. Being with one, with as many people as you can to get you through a day and life. Awesome entertainer from the heart and from from the vision. Who's a visionary entertainer. Outstanding. Girl, you knocked me out. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Grammy Award. Should not be a goal, but a thought to reach a level of acceptance, but it shouldn't be a goal to be accepted. Mm. Victor Orlando. Weathered the storms, but 68 years later, still standing. Thank God. Mm. Now you're going to make me cry. Mm. No, mm. that will make you happy. Shaka Khan. A great, great woman, great inspiration. When she saw me, she said, go get your stuff. And that's how I ended up playing. I thought she said, Charlie Wilson, when I saw him at the Greek, only words, boy, where your stuff? Shaka, go get your stuff. That's mm-hmm. how cool they were. You can't beat that kind of coolness. Mm-hmm. Did you find what I think you found? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't find it. But um, I want to thank you. I've been radiated. Hi, this is Victor Orlando. I'm in the basement locked up down here, and I'm listening to Javon and Therese. That's all I can do in the basement because they won't feed me. It just let me listen to them all day long. So come on and listen to Javon and Therese. So the drops go like this. Um, hi, say hi, this is Victor Orlando. And wait, wait. You know I can't think, can't think past my last name. Okay, hi. Is that with an H I or is that the H I G H? Hi. I am Victor Orlando. Okay, what else? And you're listening to WJPR Internet Radio. And you're listening to WJPR. J-B-R. How do you spell that? That's like that old 911 thing. Damn 911. How do you spell 911? <laughs> Look, man, I, you know, he cracked himself up. And <laughs> His laughter, that was just beautiful, and I, I really felt like we needed a little levity because this 
you know, the world is just, there's just not much to laugh at. I mean, you could laugh or you could cry there and wonder and be like, what the fuck? So with that being said, you know, we want to talk about what in the world is going on. Both you and Nathan right now are like, hurry up, Javon. Let's get it in, Javon. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on to the stage my brother, Nathan. Yeah. Put him in the middle. Yes. Right there. How you good doing, afternoon. Nathan? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, ladies. It's such a pleasure to be with you again on this beautiful Juneteenth weekend. How are you? I'm good. We're Groovy, good. Man. Groovy. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's been a busy month. It's Friday. It's Juneteenth. There's a lot going on. And, of course, we have the January 6th committee hearings to talk about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, first, before we start, before we jump right in, um, I, you know, I already mentioned to our listeners and viewers that you are an advocate. You are um, a political journalist, a political analyst, um, an author, and so much, much more. Um, But I really want you to explain to everyone exactly what you do as the judge of elections in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. I'm one of the judges of election here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And what we do is we oversee all the election activities in our district. We run the polling places. We supervise the board of our our board of elections. And we ensure that all the voters have access to a free, full, and fair election in our city and in our commonwealth. And I think that's something that's very important, especially as we go into the midterms and the coming presidential election. This is something that I wanted to get involved in because after what we experienced during the 2020 election, I said to myself, you know what, I have to do something about it. I have to take a more active role. And so I have, and uh, I am proud to represent my district and my city and the Democratic Party in the election process. Exactly. And, you know, just so that people understand the importance of this this role that Nathan has taken upon himself and the dangers there within, because there are people targeting and going after judges of election, even, even poll takers, you know, like just like anyone doing anything around the elections right now, there are, there was an election and I meant to commit it to memory, but as I mentioned before, my memory is really bad. Um, there was an election, and the certifiers or whatever they are are refusing to count or to to um, certify the election results because in their their hearts, in their gut, they don't feel like it's fair because of the machines. Although there were already lawsuits around this, and it's just a mess. So this is why one reason why I'm always saying that we have to vote on the local level, get our people in, like Kwamina did with um, Nathan, you know, get people who represent integrity to sit in these local seats so that we know our elections are fair. Uh, Are you familiar with what I'm talking about, Nathan? Absolutely. And uh, I do want to say at the outset, having 
I want to talk about my experience with the Pennsylvania primary last month, which was one month ago today. And I can tell you that our elections are very secure in Philadelphia, as they are all around the country. There are policies and procedures in place, and the way the voting machines are designed and operated, uh, it's not until impossible to tamper with the will of the people, what, what the actual ballots are, how the ballots are stored and counted. There is a clear and continuous chain of custody once the election is over from the polling place to the central location where all the ballots from the whole city are counted. And I can assure you that all these conspiracy theories that you hear from the other side, talking about fraud and shenanigans and ballot stuffing and all these things, that doesn't happen. And it certainly doesn't happen in the numbers that would be needed to affect the outcome of an election. Now, you did touch on something, Javon, about how uh, election workers, elected officials involved with the Board of Elections and even uh, poll workers are receiving threats. And this is something that came out in the January 6th hearings this past Monday. Our own former city commissioner from Philadelphia, Al Schmidt, gave testimony about his experience during 2020 and how when it was over and he had certified the results for Joe Biden, Twitter feed that he had exploded with threats against himself and his family and they showed pictures of his house and of his children. And it was decided then that from that point forward that more comprehensive steps will be taken to protect the people who protect our elections. Very good. <clears throat> so yeah, go ahead. I, I I know you've been. I look, I can see your face. I love it. I I, I know you so well. <laughs> no, so I just because up and then she goes. Get, get it, get it, Therese. <laughs> you, know, you know it's funny. I can always help what comes out of my mouth. I can't always control my face. I'm working on that more. I love it. Days. Don't don't work on it. Let it go. Well, you know it's interesting, Nathan. I I, I have. And I look forward to you and getting you and Javon together is like bliss for me because you help stabilize, um, I guess, my, my wandering thoughts as it relates to this whole entire thing. First, let me ask you from a, um, and I just want to keep it in a, for me, a layman's perspective. What, first, what did you think about the hearings? What did you think about the hearings? That, um... Well, I can, uh, the first thought off the top of my head is that so far, the January 6th committee hearings are living up to their billing. Okay. They are every bit as riveting and as explosive as Benny Thompson and his committee said they were going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some of the things that come out of, come out of these hearings, uh, some of the things shocked and surprised me. Some other revelations didn't surprise me at all. In fact, I expected to hear them. But mm-hmm. altogether... What the hearings represent is a decision point for the American people about whether they are going to continue to tolerate the type of behaviors we're seeing exposed or whether they are going to become more circumspect in the way that they vote. And by that, I mean getting to really know, I mean really know the candidates and what they stand for and making sure that they cast that ballot when election days roll around. Because one of the things that really stuck with me since Thursday's hearing was when Judge Ludick said, 
This is going to happen again if we don't do something about it. And he is 100% absolutely correct about that. This will happen again if we, the people, don't take some decisive action to see that it doesn't. What, what, it, what blew me away, and, you know, and I, well, two things I love off, off the jump. I love the fact that it's kind of like in documentaries, because I expect it to be bored, honestly. I expect it to be insulted, you know, like, again, you know, because America, politicians have a way of spinning things sometime in such a way that insults your intelligence. It's like, I just saw a cat roll across the street. You can't tell me this is an elephant, you know, that kind of thing. But I loved the docu-style in which it was presented, you know, particularly around the, the lies um, that people were fed to fuel this entire thing, you know, and the subliminal communications back and forth between our former president um, and, and his constituents, you know, and the idea that, that this one person was able to lead a lot of no thinkers, you know, or maybe, I don't know. You know, people that had a lot of emotional, whose emotional intelligence was very low, you know, um, into doing this this act that's going to live with us in our history forever, you know, unless, of course, they try to erase it, too, you know, is that part of the, anyway. Um, so <laughs> when they started off with saying, with, with holding him accountable for the things that he has said, you know, this like him saying things him alluding to things, him acting on things. He did that consistently with his constituents. And to and I think if the idea was to show the American people what he has been up to, what he's been saying, and put it all together, because, see, we got it in, in and not in spurts, but we got it in sessions, in pieces, in presidency, in pieces. When you put the whole reel together and tell the story, it, it it's, it's fascinating to watch on a real psychotic kind of level, you know. It really, really is. And to watch it, it's like, wow, you know, he is the ex- was the extreme of narcissists. And generally, what I know of narcissists, when you put their story together and start attaching the facts, not the feelings, because that's, that's, I think, part of what he did well, if I'm allowed to even say that, was poke the feelings of folks that may have been underlining some of their um, intelligence emotionally. So, you know, he's charging these folks up, but the audacity of the fact that you had people, the, the Proud Boys, marching to, to do this, stopping for their own photo ops along the way, taking pictures as if, you know what, this is what we've, our, our leader has told us to do, and went in party did, you know? So at this point, Nathan, where are we with what can happen to him and what should happen to him? Well, what can happen to Trump on the federal, state, or local level is he can be prosecuted. It's very clear that what he did, how he instigated the insurrection, how he pushed people like Vice President Pence to go along with his schemes to overturn the election, how he had this phone call with Secretary of State Raffensperger in Georgia in which he actually said, find me 11,780 votes, which didn't exist. These are all things that Trump should be held to answer for. Now, in Atlanta, as I think I mentioned the last time I was on the show, Fannie Willis, the district attorney there, 
has a grand jury in progress right now investigating that quote-unquote perfect phone call that Trump made with Governor Kemp and Secretary Raffensperger, and we will see if she is successful in getting the grand jury to return an indictment. On the local level in New York, both Letitia James, the Attorney General, and Alvin Bragg, who is the Manhattan District Attorney, are investigating Trump. Also, Alvin Bragg did drop one portion of his investigation when the grand jury did not return an indictment against Trump. So then you get to the federal level, which is Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States. One of the interesting things I thought, just one of the interesting developments that I just saw come out of the hearings was that the Justice Department, after Thursday's hearing, requested all the transcripts from every session that they have. That tells me at, at a minimum, they're interested in what's going on and if they're seeing new things that were not general knowledge before. Um, one of the most telling things I thought came out of Thursday's session in particular was how they were able to show that John Eastman, who was the principal architect of the scheme to overturn the election with Trump, not only knew it was wrong, he knew it was illegal. And we know that he had a guilty state of mind because they showed the email from Eastman to Trump a few days after the Capitol raid in which he said, I have decided maybe I should be on the pardon list too if that's still in the works. You cannot accept a presidential pardon without admitting guilt to the crime you want to be pardoned for. So that really goes to state of mind. And you, Therese, pointed out what the Proud Boys were doing. That's another bone-chilling thing that came out of this hearing, and let me roll the clock back a little bit to the second debate that Trump had with Joe Biden in the fall of 2020. There was a segment where Trump was asked, will he right here, right now repudiate white supremacy on television during the debate? Trump's response was, proud boys, stand back and stand by. Fast forward to January 6th, the proud boys are now storming through the Capitol. They're repeating Trump's tweets in real time on a loudspeaker, several of the Proud Boys later told the FBI that they would have killed Mike Pence or Nancy Pelosi or any other member of Congress they could have gotten their hands on. And here's the kicker. They got with they actually got within 40 feet of where Mike Pence had sequestered himself in the Capitol, within 40 feet. And mm -hmm. Mike Pence was surrounded by Secret Service agents that were not loyal to him but loyal to Trump. That mm -hmm. came out of the first hearing, the six most chilling words that you would expect to hear in modern American history, I'm not getting in that car. Mm -hmm. So all of these things come together and they show a clear pattern of behavior on Trump's part where he instigated, he directed, he encouraged, he pushed forward, and he signed off on everything that was going on. And then they show that he made a tweet at 2.24 in the afternoon while the riots were in progress that Mike Pence did not do what he, Trump, had beseeched him to do, which is refuse to certify the Electoral College vote counts. You then see video of the Proud Boys reading that tweet aloud, and it just enrages the crowd further. So Trump knew that he was egging them on. And I think the committee is doing a fantastic job 
of not only putting all these pieces together, but like you said, doing so in a way that keeps us glued to the screen. Mm-hmm. And even the way they show the footage of various times with with the former president at the podium saying, all he has to do is this. I don't know what's going to happen if he Mike Pence, if he doesn't do this. Oh, it's not going to be good for him. Oh, and And people that have low emotional intelligence, are just and low right? and low inti- intelligence. Period. Yeah, these people are not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. I'm sorry, because he's not. But, but he's not. But but it, no, it, he's not. Which is why he will not let his um, SAT scores out. He 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 he's he's criminally brilliant. To be honest, if 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 I could give. You know, like everybody has their terrible, but even the devil has something positive, right? Something that you could say, well, at least he's the king of the hell. He's the king of hell, right? This guy has pulled off the biggest con ever just by becoming the president of the United States. This is the biggest con. But you know what, Nathan, the thing that is most disappointing to me, and maybe you could speak to this, is the DOJ's um, request. Do your own investigation. You haven't been investigated. It's been almost. It's been two years. You haven't yeah, investigated this. You know. You know. It's. It's. It's too. I mean, they are, are they? Are they pretending, Nathan? Didn't they have this information, the DOJ? Don't they? Haven't they brought in people to, you know, to try to figure out what in the world happened? Don't they have the same testimonies or more? Well, there's two things. Number one, January 6th is the biggest criminal investigation the DOJ has ever attempted, even more so than 9-11, because there are more defendants. There are over 800 people that have been prosecuted by the DOJ for their role in the Capitol insurrection so far. Now, the other thing to remember is that, yes, they do have a huge trove of evidence relating to the January 6th insurrection and the attempt by Trump and his people to overthrow the legitimately elected government of the United States. However, number one, it takes time to sift through all that evidence. And number two, we don't know what Merrick Garland might already have cooking behind the scenes. He may have a grand jury looking into all these things already. Keep in mind that by definition, grand jury proceedings are secret until there is an indictment. So he may already have something in progress. I would be very surprised if the Justice Department did nothing at all, given the severity of what happened, the gravity of the case, and just the sheer number of people that the FBI and the Capitol Police have already pulled in before a judge to face the consequences of their actions. Now, the Justice Department, Trump tried to co-opt the Justice Department into going along with his big lie. (laughs) Right <laughs> to appoint a Justice Department official who would repeat what Trump was saying that he won the election, that there were irregularities, there was fraud. This is after Giuliani had gone to court many times and lost every time for lack of evidence or for lack of standing. Trump still tried to get someone in the Justice Department to go along with his little scheme. That in itself is obstruction. That's another thing that the Justice Department can pursue should they decide to prosecute Donald Trump. 
And I want to just point out what the hazards are here. Number one, no one wants to go down in history as the person who prosecuted a president of the United States. And I wouldn't mind. number two, of course. Why? Why? Because it's an, first of all, it's an extremely steep challenge. No president of the United States has ever been prosecuted. Nixon would have been, but he was pardoned by Gerald Ford. Had he not been pardoned, it's almost certain that the Justice Department would have prosecuted him for bribe receiving and obstruction of justice. But that didn't but, happen. But what? But what? With all this evidence, to not do it, what does it say? What does it say ultimately? Because if, if I think we got all this evidence, all this stuff has come out about this, the, the former guy, and we don't prosecute him, then what does that say? And what president does, does that set up? I think Nathan that that this. This time, unlike that time, because even Nixon, who actually was a crook, okay, um, even he didn't go so far as this guy did, to, as to, to have people storm the, the Capitol. Um, after, after Nixon, there w- was a return to quote-unquote normalcy. There will not be a return to normalcy ever again. Guy, there's just it this it I understand why Nixon was not prosecuted. I understand because of that time and because he walked away, he was quiet after that and sat in his rocking chair until he died. This guy is not going to do that. He's not gonna go away. He has higher ambition to to bring this country down so that he can be king. And and this guy and his minions must be dealt with. His minions, that's perfect. This, they they must be dealt with this time. So so to not prosecute him, this guy will be worse than not prosecuting Nixon. Let's just say. You understand what I mean? Like now we're at a pivotal point where something has to happen. Otherwise, there's 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 no more democracy. There's no more. It, it's over. America I, I w- is over. I, w- I wouldn't give I wouldn't I wouldn't give them that much power to say there's no more democracy. But I would say I would ask the question: Why is it such a bad thing like, that nobody would want to prosecute? someone that looks like an open and shut case. I'll tell you why. First of all, you're right, Javon, there are differences between Watergate and now. Ford pardoned Nixon, not only because it was part of the deal that involved Nixon's resignation, but also because Ford wanted to put this behind him and move the country forward. He didn't want the the prosecution to divide the country into pro-Nixon and anti-Nixon factions. So he says it's better to just pardon him, let him disappear into the woodwork, which is what Nixon did, Mm -hmm. and we'll move forward. This is very different. As you correctly pointed out, Therese, this is something that should not be allowed to pass. You pointed that out too, Javon. But the reason that prosecuting a president is very difficult is, number one, someone like Donald Trump is very slippery. He's been slippery his entire adult life. He has never faced the consequences that he should have faced for anything that he's done, 
and he has done a whole laundry list of horrible things during his adult life. Now, he was trained by Roy Cohn, and in case our viewers don't remember who Roy Cohn was, Roy Cohn was the mastermind behind the McCarthy witch hunts of the 1950s. Oh. He was uh, a shark among sharks, and he tutored the young Donald Trump when Donald Trump first entered the real estate business back in the 1970s with his father. The second reason that a prosecution against Trump would be difficult is because, very obviously, his party is going to say this is a political prosecution. This is something that's being done because the Democrats don't like Trump. Merrick Garland is a Democrat, and, a, and Merrick Garland was denied a Supreme Court seat by Trump and Mitch McConnell. So they're going to trot out all these talking points to try and discredit any federal investigation of Donald Trump that happens to appear. That being said, I agree with both of you that this is not something that should be allowed to pass into history without a day of reckoning for Donald Trump. The, the damage that Donald Trump has done to our constitutional republic, to the idea of our democracy that no one is above the law, is incalculable. And if you remember Judge Ludic in Thursday's testimony, he said that Trump is a clear, present, and continuing danger to American democracy, which he absolutely is. The remedy for that is to bring him before the bar to answer for his crimes against the United States. Will right. that happen? Well, time will tell. And I think that what the goal of the January 6th committee is, as far as Donald John Trump, private citizen or Donald Trump president of the United States is to show that the amount of evidence and the seriousness of what happened are so overwhelming that the Justice Department will not be able to ignore it even if they wanted to. So yeah. I just want to I just want to backtrack a little bit about what happened allegedly, right? Well, this is from the from the mouths of Trump's inner circle. And this is my understanding. Correct me on anything that I get wrong, Nathan. Okay? So you have Trump clearly lost the election. All the people around him, his attorneys, everyone, his AG, who was wrongly but positively acting as his personal attorney during that time. <laughs> told him, this is A.G. Barr, told him, you lost. He's like, well, what about the machines? The machines are fine. You lost. Well, <laughs> what about the suitcase? Under no, it's not a suitcase. That's how they hold and store the, the ballots. You lost. Well, I'm taking it to court. You went to court Ooh. 60 times. You lost. 62 times, right? Um. Well, we're going to go out there and say we won anyway and that the election is stolen. You do that and you lost me, right? This is A.G. Barr. I'm leaving. Drunken Rudy Giuliani comes in drunk, <laughs> right? Allegedly. And says, you know what? Let's just tell him we won. Just don't, don't let that go. Just, tell, just, just take it. Just take it, damn it. 
<laughs> and he says, you know what, Rudy? I like that. And everybody's sober in the room and saying, but you can't do that. No, don't do that. That's not good. Bar says, if you do that, I'm gone. Be gone then. Bar leaves. And he finds another minion that says, anything you say, boss, I'll make it, <laughs> I'll figure out a way for you. Says, yeah, you're, you're a smart guy. D- do it for me. So, and tell Pence, just overturn, like, don't, don't certify the electorate, right? And, okay, boss, I'll go talk to, to Pence and tell him don't do it. Pence and his people are like, get the fuck out of here. We can't do that. That's wrong. We can't do that. What are they like? What are they like? They're like, they're like, get the fuck out of here. We can't do that. <laughs> so Trump's guy is like, come on, sure you can. Maybe you could do it this way. Maybe you could do it that way. Pence's people are like, look, man, no, we are not doing that. He scuffles back over to Trump. Boss, they won't do it. They won't do it. Trump gets on the phone to Pence and says, if you don't do it, you're, I'm not your friend anymore, you pussy. Excuse me, Mom, I know you're listening, but that's what Trump said. I didn't say it. Trump said it. You're, 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 you're a coward. I'm, I'm just not going to be your friend anymore. And, and Pence is like, I don't, I don't even care because I'm not doing that. I can't do that. It's unconstitutional, and guess what? I, I would love to continue being the vice president and hopefully be the president, but I, I can't do that. It's it's unconstitutional, and the rule of law means something. And this time. And Trump's like, <laughs> off with his head. <laughs> if he doesn't do it, off with his head. Come on, minions, let's go. And here they go. <laughs> you know, a, 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 am I wrong? And and the and the the... the thing was have all of these people go to the to the capital if they kill them fine if they don't they don't but get them in a the car whisk him away and then have the minions step in and refuse to certify the election send it back and then send those fake trump electorates in to certify this was the hokiest I can't even believe it got as close to coming into it's like a bad movie. Like if it was a movie, I wouldn't I'd be like this is some bullshit. It would never happen. The movie was what we watched in the replay from from the hearings. This was the cartoon version for anybody <laughs> who missed the movie, you know, which was brilliantly done by the way, Javon. It's, it's just like uh, you hear the music that that that's yep. up to I can do it, boss. I can do it. You know, you know like and it, but but honestly, that's how narcissists can play things out like that because they refuse to accept the realm of reality. They get minions to to, to do the same thing, and the minions, and then you got some of the minions in there going, "Wait a minute, but what's going on? I, I, what? Okay, I'm going to do it anyway, but what's going on? Did I get but, any of this wrong, Nathan?" No, that's that's right. And, you know, when we talk about Mike Pence honoring his oath to the Constitution and doing only what was specified in the 12th Amendment, which is to say he opened the Electoral College votes and counted them, 
and certify the election, which is what the 12th Amendment says is the role of the president of the Senate. And here you have Trump saying he's a coward, he's this, he's that. And then he says, oh, well, maybe Mike Pence deserves to be hanged. And that's very important because, again, here's Trump turning on his own vice president because his own vice president refused to break the law. And after breaking so many laws and standing quietly next to him while he broke so many laws. Exactly. I'm sorry. Because if you're standing next to a lawbreaker, somebody that you know is obviously doing the wrong thing, you're standing there, you're co-signing. The you're an accessory after the fact. But Absolutely. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nathan. I'm sorry. And the thing is, you know, what the committee is trying to show in Mike Pence's case is, you know, it's not necessary to walk up to the devil, know he's the devil, and then shake hands with him. You can say, well, no, this is not my role. This is not what the Constitution says. And that's really the bare minimum if you're an elected official. You swear an oath, I did, to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. It does not say preserve, protect, and defend Donald Trump. So Mike Pence is only doing what the bare minimum is that the Constitution calls for him to do. And thank God he did it. Otherwise, now we might very well be living under the iron thumb of a Trump dictatorship. Exactly. Now, that, that being said, the whole scheme with the fake electors that you pointed out, that was another uh, harebrained idea that was concocted amongst Rudy Giuliani and several others, all of whom should go to jail. A choice down in a federal prison for that. But Sorry, I blurted that out. again, Safeguards acted to protect us here because legitimate electors, of course, have to be certified and signed by the governor of the state they're from. Now, the fake electors can try to forge documents. They tried to do that right here in Pennsylvania, in Arizona, in several other states. The safeguards are the people whose job it is to verify these things. And they said, they too said, no, we're not going to do Trump's evil bidding. We're going to do what we're supposed to do. The thing is, like Trump's constituency will believe Trump over everything else. It was very telling that Fox News put Tucker Carlson on for two solid hours on the first night of the hearing without a commercial because, well, they didn't want their little minions changing the channel to see what is really going on. So you can see the progression here that not only are the Trumpers, the MAGA crowd, willfully ignorant, they want to be willfully ignorant. Yeah, they do. And you can't do anything, I always say, that you cannot do anything to anyone committed to their misunderstanding. Sometimes you have to look and go, oh, I mean, at least for me, it's an internal, oh, wow, okay. And you got to move on, you know. And I, and, I, and and the, the older you get, the less time you want to. I'm sorry. Good morning, Father. I'm sorry. Good morning, my Oh, give me a second. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I, I was tell me too much. You know the little fingers be going. <laughs> but I, I I forgot what my, my initial point was. But it's just it's interesting when you have um folks that are committed to their misunderstanding or committed to their just trust for someone blindly 
knowing that there is is other information that could lead you to think something else. You know, when you don't want to think anything else, you don't seek out facts. You know, you seek out the same kind of stuff. When you don't want to, when you don't want to consider another point of view, you run on what you have. You know, mm-hmm. you listen to the garbage and you respond in kind. But at the end of the day, I would like to think that he would not be prohibited. I mean, will not be admitted, uh, uh, able, excuse me, allowed. Thank you. He would not be allowed to run again, to come anywhere near any public office. It's not like he's going from president to council person, you know? So he's already reached the highest seat in the the country. Sit down somewhere and just, you know, be a philanthropist if that's what you choose. Whatever you want to do, just stay out of government, government with the people. Just please. And not allow him on any ballot. You know, it's it's weird. It's, it's starting to get real, real. This is just well. Like, this is this is the thing, Therese. What what his people are doing now mm-hmm. is they are running for those local level governmental official positions, mm-hmm. and they are getting elected. They are they are getting elected. We I don't think that. The Democrats, um, independents, whoever, have really gotten the message of how important it is that we fill as many of those local level seats as possible, that we run the elections, that we may, and, and not so much so that we can win, but so that the elections are carried out fairly. Going forward, we need a couple of cycles of them not being able to interfere. Mm. I'm talking about 2024, 2022 to start with, Mm -hmm. because this is probably the most pivotal and important election coming up right now. People don't realize that this one right here, to ensure that these Trump minions don't get put in position to continue to do it because it may not it may not be him but people like the governor of Florida people you know people like the governor of Texas those people are trying to get themselves in position to run the country either themselves or by people that they put in place so that they can ban abortion ban LGBT marriages ban biracial marriages, ban these things legally. So, I mean, hell, remember back in the day, a gay couple want to get married. We just go get married. We we ain't care about the piece of paper. I say you my wife, you my wife. You say you my husband, that's my husband. But having that legal document. And these people are trying to go back they're trying to take the Constitution and wipe it free of all the amendments. And every amendment has been put in place to give mostly black and brown people, but some just poor people or or lesser um, franchised people rights, equal rights to white men, basically. <laughs> giving, men, giving women people of color, indigenous people, full rights to white men. 
and mm-hmm. and they're trying to wipe all that out, right? I mean, that's my opinion. Well, you're right. Look at what the Republicans have been doing, as you mentioned, in local or state elections. They have realized that a good strategy for them would be run candidates who can be elected to positions involving election boards, involving Secretary of State. In fact, an election denier, someone who thinks Trump actually won the 2020 election, just won her primary for Secretary of State in Nevada on the Republican side. And some of these candidates that the Republicans are running in general are just completely off the wall. I mean, in Pennsylvania, they gave us Dr. Oz and Doug Mastriano, who is, he's just completely out there. He has already said that if he is governor of Pennsylvania, he will get the legislators to send him a bill that outlaws abortions across the board, even in cases of rape or incest. And he will introduce a don't say gay law like the one in Florida. Um, then you have people that have been elected like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Marjorie Taylor Greene just tweeted yesterday that she has introduced a bill into the House of Representatives that would make it illegal to expose children to a drag queen performance. They're using this wedge issue to demonize us and galvanize their base. And Mm -hmm. they've become surprisingly adept at it. I think that one of one of the things that Democrats are doing right now that can really galvanize the electorate are the January 6th hearings. They need to be beating the Republicans over the head with this over and over again between now and November. The other thing are the Supreme Court decisions coming up. The um, Dobbs v. Um, Dobbs v. Jackson, which is the Roe v. Wade case. Right. Uh, when that decision comes down, and I think it will reflect what we've already seen in the draft. They're going to tear down Roe v. Wade and send the issue of abortion legality back to the states. Once that happens, there is going to be such an... I think even Republican women will vote for Democrats based on this issue since it directly affects them. You know, not to be too graphic, but... Hopefully. Not to be too graphic, but the government is trying to be in your uteruses and dictate what you can do with your own body. This is something that should have been settled law 50 years ago, but there's an important point here. These are rights that are only protected for us by case law. Case law can be overturned by a future Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is so seriously compromised right now that we really don't know what's going on. Ginny Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, She's going back and forth with John Eastman on how to overturn an election, and she's sleeping every night next to a Supreme Court judge who happens to be a conservative. You know what? Let me just say about Clarence Thomas from the day, from day one, he has been the biggest disappointment of my political understanding. (laughs) Classic. I love that. I just want to say that. Yeah, he's been we, he's been we believed you, Anita. We believed you. Oh, absolutely. Anita, we believe you 100 percent. 100 percent. We got you. Um, so, yeah, I, the biggest it, just disgusting. Just dis, I'm just disgusted. And, and it just it over the decades, it has gotten only worse. My question is, how in the lime green gel hell is Judge Roberts? 
more upset about the leak in the draft memo than one of his own judges being compromised by his wife. Tell me about it. It's like you use little things to, like, you ask us, but you know what's uncanny? And thank you for bringing that up, Nathan, because because they do they do this diversion. He, he he's classically doing this diversion. Okay, why is that apple in your pocket? Did you see that game over there? That game is outrageous. It distracted me. Like, but I'm talking about the apple in your pocket. And so you got no you got no time. You don't have a lot of time to talk to people with this kind of thing before people go. Yeah, for some reason, that app on the pocket is not getting addressed. I'm trying to figure out what that is, you know, I'm trying to figure out what that is. And it's really interesting to watch this whole, because I, I thought, and again, I'm going to say it, I thought it was classically done. I didn't know what to expect. I'm so happy I did tune in, though, you know, because initially I was going to say it's going to be more triggering. You know, it was very, it was very triggering to watch um, that officer have to maintain her, her posture and retell her story of that day, particularly because it was so violent and, you know, the slipping of the blood in the blood part. I was just kind of like, wow. That, that was, that was I tell the story. It all was a war again. zone. It was a yeah, war zone. Basically. Um, and you created that right here on American soil. Yeah. What's the, you know, like, are exactly. there no consequences? Miss um, Gretson says most thought it was settled eons ago, and for males in 2022 to aim to dictate what occurs in the natural uterus seems so psychologically regressive. Psychologically regressive, absolutely. And yes, um, you know, there is a quote I believe it was by Hemingway that I keep posting it, reposting it, and and saying it. Um, that because I, I always think, you know, okay, what can I do to help with this upcoming election? Because it's a big one and anything that I can do to help, you know, I want to help, you know, and there are people that who I said, I can't, I can't speak to millions of people the time it would take to sit down and you ha- you would have to do it one-on-one and you would have to show them and with baby step you just can't because it is much easier to con a person than to convince a person that they were conned mm. that's the quote that's the quote by Hemingway much easier mm. to con a man than to convince a man that he has been conned <laughs> Uh, and 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 these people are dedicated, committed to the lie, and some for good reason. They have given up their family relationships because of this lie. They yeah. have lost standing in the community and started fights with neighbors and and have become isolated and and isolated others and and built up hate and and anger. These people are so angry. At angry at what? Nobody has done anything to you. Calm down. Just look at the facts. No, no, I can't look at the facts. My daughter doesn't speak to me anymore. I can't see my grandkids. They're liberals. Yeah, but because you believe this lie, it can't be a lie. Then I would be wrong. All the hate that I have, all of the the wrong that I've done, all of the persecution that I've I've done, that I've committed to, 
I love and 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 bow down to this man and and sent my twenty five dollars out of the out of the thirty five dollars that I had, and you're gonna tell me that he took that money and 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 put it in his pocket do you do you go through feelings of feeling sorry for them and angry at them at the same time? I don't feel sorry for them though. Well, I, oh, I maybe that, that was a question for Nathan. Well, because you know people move funny um, with this notion that they believe in what he's doing, right? So you got somebody that, and then when you find out different or you don't know, you just become that. It, it, it's it's transparent, you know. When someone is, is is doing something to you and telling you this bullshit you know, over and over and over and over and over again, like a broke clock. Even when stuff is not happening, they're talking about it over and over and over again, right? You kind of feel sorry for the people who have to absorb this shit, you know what I mean? Because there's still levels to exposure. But you're talking about people, are not only, people are not only absorbing this, they're, they're uh, asking for more. I mean, I don't understand, for example, how Dr. Oz was even within the margin of error in Pennsylvania primary, let alone that he won the election, that Dave McCormick actually conceded to him before all the mail-in votes were counted. The Republicans at this point could put Mickey Mouse up there and the Trumpers would vote for him. <laughs> it's astonishing to me. But, 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 but how Nathan, many some of the candidates they've been running? Do you, Nathan, to be honest, um, when it in 2020, if it was the yellow M&M, I would have voted for the yellow M&M over over Trump. I agree. Sorry, I agree. But you know the the what what's going to stop Trump is he has to be primaried. He has to be primaried if he runs in the 2024 election. The problem is that the Republican candidate that would be likely to primary him out would either be Greg Abbott or Ron DeSantis, oh, which is no better than Trump himself. In fact, Ron DeSantis is a little worse than Trump because he has experience in government. He knows how to manipulate the levers of power a little bit more effectively than Trump. He's got the whole state of Florida on the don't stay gay bandwagon, and it's working for him. He is leading in all the polls by double digits. This is who the people in the state of Florida want. And that's the thing that scares me more so than the narcissist at top. It's the people that believe in them by droves so much that they would attack and try to kill someone like Nancy Pelosi, who is an icon, fierce-ass bitch. Excuse me, but I don't mean that in any kind of derogatory way. But Nancy Pelosi, she's even her own, even the, the Democrats don't like her, but guess what? They can't mess with her. That, no, AOC is say, like, and, and Nancy, da, 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 and Nancy's like, what? And AOC's like, you know what? Okay, you've got a point. You can't, you can't. You. I just want to know what type of drugs they're on. Because clearly somebody somebody's using. Just think Jim Jones. Just think oh Jim Jones. Goodness. Well, Jim Jones. Which Jim Jones? <laughs> First, the, let me ask. The 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 one that took the people to Haiti. The okay. Guyana tragedy. I, I don't get it. Well, I don't want to mm-hmm. say that, but look, it, it it's these people would drink Kool Aid. 
they would take the Kool-Aid. They would sacrifice their lives. If they were willing to go to the Capitol, not knowing for so, – see, but they, 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 they knew. They, I guess with, with privilege – that see, it's hard for me to understand or to even imagine that I could go to the Capitol and do and do the shenanigans. Well, let, me, and let, not, let me repeat. Let me repeat something because I know I, they would shoot me. And even though they didn't shoot nobody, let me, else, let me repeat if, something. I, but hold on, hold on, Nathan. Let me just say this: If I was the the raisin in all of that milk, one of those people, one of those um, Capitol police would have saw me and shot me and made sure they ain't shoot none of them other people, okay? Because that's what, that is America. Absolutely. One of the things I said during my campaign was that if it had been Black Lives Matter that stormed the Capitol, mm. they'd still be picking body parts off the Capitol lawn right now. Yep. It would not have gone the way it did, the way that, for example, the Trumpers cry about Ashley Babbitt, the woman who was shot while actively breaking into the Senate chamber. We all saw that video. We saw that she was breaking through the glass, a horde of thousands of screaming Trumpers behind her, and the cop who shot her rightfully defended himself. This is one of those times where the Trumpers did not back the blue, but yeah. defended Ashley Babbitt. Imagine if Black Lives Matter had been protesting or doing whatever, surging into the Capitol like that, all you would hear from the Trumpers is, we support the police. You know what? Think think Martin Luther King's March on Washington, hmm. and then think January 6th. I'll go even one better. In your mind's eye? March in 1995. Yeah. And then think about January 6th. Think Black Lives Matter. And January you know, sixth. You know, look, it's it's always been, and it always well. Hopefully, it will not always be that way. So, what do you think is up next for the for the hearing? I think the next thing they're going to do is they've already shown that Trump knew this was wrong and was illegal. He was told multiple times that he lost the election and went ahead with his scheme to convince people that he won anyway. I think the next steps for the January 6th committee are going to show that far from being a haphazard thing where people just decided to descend on the Capitol on one of the coldest days of the year, that this was not only well-planned and coordinated, but Trump knew it was going to happen beforehand. And he was cool with it. Trump has a way of couching his language so that his supporters understand what he means, but he's not explicit enough to be, you know, to get in trouble for it. Kind of like a mafia boss. A mafia boss will say, um, to use a phrase from the Irishman, I want you to go out and paint a house. That means I want you to shoot somebody and paint the walls with their blood. Trump mm. has a way of couching his language so that he can be ambiguous enough to say, oh, you took my words out of context. In the in the hood, we call it subs. He wants. We we right. call them subs. In the hood, we call them subs. You know, okay. there's a lot of subliminals, subliminals, mm-hmm. um, uh, that that you know what he's talking about, but he doesn't actually say it. 
And that's, that's classic of someone who doesn't want to take responsibility for what they say because, you know, you don't want to be known of saying it. So you can say, I didn't say that. Well, I, I didn't, the people, I, I didn't say that, really. You know, and it's classic to watch. It's just, honestly, it's good TV. I'm telling you, it's great TV. It's better than... Yeah, it's you know, than the other thing I want to point out is, at the end of this uh, first night, they showed video of people saying, I'm here because of Trump. Trump, I came because Trump told me to come. Trump wanted me to be here. Do these people really think Trump cares about them? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. They absolutely do. One, one of the they, guys said, they, after all that he's done for me, how could I not just show up for him? Yes, they do. Because I really the wish they would have followed up with, well, what has he done for you? He gives them scraps. He gives them scraps. And in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Mm. And that is what he gives them. He, they, yes, they mm. absolutely do. And he leads them to think that he's there and, until he finishes with them. He tosses them away, doesn't want to listen. Yes, he does. And they do. They absolutely do. Because who else they got? Real talk. Well, they ne- never occurs to them that Trump had 14 days as president after the January 6th riot, the insurrection, to blanket pardon everybody that took part in it he didn't do that. He wasn't interested in them only to the extent that they helped him further his agenda. That's it. Even even Eastman was trying to get a, a pardon. And God forbid something happened, you have a revelation in the middle of something and you say something's not right, then it's off with your head, oh you're siding with the other team. Uh, and it's like, wow, watch watch him work, boy. You know, if you're so right and everything, you wouldn't be worried about what people are talking about. If you're so right about everything, but you you know the reason why you're worried? Because you're a big, fat liar through it all. And now the story is together, just like many other stories will be together. That's it. And you're a big, more, fat liar. There's more to the story to come. I'm looking forward to oh, Jenny yeah. Thomas. Because she's going to get up there and she's going to lie to Congress. She's going to lie to Congress. And then mm-hmm. what? Then what? Mm. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have all my shrimp cocktail, and I'm going to have my <laughs> wine, and I'm going to sit and just watch the hearings unfold because it's just, it, it's just it's a amazing. moment in American history that it's our generation's Watergate. That's what this is. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And what about and what about the chairman? Please let, let's just say something beautiful about the chairman. I think he's so eloquent. I really do. He has given Morgan Freeman every time he sits <laughs> behind the mic and bangs the gavel, and he just has a way of weaving the tapestry together and to tell the story in a way that the American people can not only understand but empathize with. And I think that's Benny Thomas's particular gift. Uh, you know, I also have to give a shout out to Liz Cheney because she is sacrificing her political career. Understand yeah, it's how, much over. How, how significant that is. She is sacrificing her political career because she wants to do what she understands to be the right thing. And in the Republican Party, in the party of Trump, that's almost non-existent today. I think that she knows at this point she is in. You know, sometimes you're in, you're doing history in the present and you don't know it. 
I think she knows these hearings are yeah. unprecedented. I think she knows that she's on the right side of history right now. And I also think she knows way on down the line she's going to have done more in this moment with these hearings and this, this committee than she would ever do in her political career. So hats off, Liz. You know, it ain't like she needs the money. She's good, <laughs> you know. And I think she knows um, if you're going to go out on a high note, this is the one you do because this is going to be legacy here, baby. Exactly. Here. There's so much um, in terms of policy that I disagree with Ms. Cheney on, but with this, she has my complete and utter respect. Um, you know, I, I would love to speak to her even because, I mean, never, not previous to this, but during during these hearings, she has been a champion for um, right. And you have to look at what, are, what do people do in the present when it's important, when the stuff is on the line. I, I don't care what she thinks about people on public assistance right now. You know, I, I don't care that she doesn't want to fund um, the disabled or, or that, you know, whatever it is, her 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 policies, but this is this moment is more important for the future, for our votes to count even, and for our votes to count, we have to vote this election. And Therese, I know you struggle with this piece. No, no, this this is the piece I struggle with. It's like we do some of the most intricate and important things digitally online or on our telephones. Our telephones are walking computers. They do so much for us in our daily lives, right? And this is the one antiquated system that we can't seem to streamline so that everybody's vote is protected the same way you can go to a bank account or something else like that. I mean, I just don't understand why we are still physically having to go to levers and pull them. I just don't understand. I don't know why we cannot or, or, or write anything when we have the capacity to be individualized through our cell phones or other mechanisms like it, your code, you, you're like, we all get a special number. We're a special number anyway. You use your social security number. You log into a system. You cast your one vote. If that can't be duplicated, what's the problem? That's, I that's the saddest thing about it. I love what you're recommending, and I think it should be one vote, one person, do your social security number, and... That's it. Whoever the winners are, are the winners. Period. No electorate. No, none of that. Just log in with your social security number, do your vote, and that's it. And therefore, you can only get one vote. When you die, your social security number is closed. Right. That's it. It's it's almost too simple. It's almost too simple. But it's also too fair. Yeah, but again, and like, now, again, but they're talking about doing some changes now. So let's see. But that would be one hundred percent fair. And and let me tell you, these Republicans know that if it's like that, they won't win, and so they will never agree to that. We would have, they would never agree to that. I think the I think the American people should. Do we the ones that running out there scrambling in the middle of the night, try, standing on lines, carrying on, and we're the ones doing it? I think that you should not what? even be something that they have to I think, I think that is something that we should I, – I think that idea a of voting app. Excuse me? Not a, vote, a voting app or some kind of uh, – A voting something. app that's streamed via your Social Security number. 
I think that when the technology is perfected, and by that I mean when it is completely proof against being hacked, I think that would be a very good thing to do. People could just take their phone out of their pocket and vote. You know, the whole the whole genesis of the way that we do elections in the United States is to make voting as accessible as possible to the most people possible. And I think that would be a great way to do it. But technologically, technologically, I don't think we're there yet. And we're there with this, this um, you know, it's funny, six and one half dozen another. You know, with the votes not making there, the absentee ballots, it would eliminate all of that extra stuff. We keep our money in these systems and it's yeah, but, safe or insured. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I agree with Nathan that we're not there yet technologically. But I also agree that they should be working on what you're proposing. I agree with both of you. Whatever they create, even if we're not there, ever they do create is better than what the hell we have now. Yeah, I think I think the first thing is to abolish the electorate college. That the electoral college is is just antiquated, and it needs to be one person, one vote, and and that's it. If if you ask me, but you know, apparently they haven't. Congress has yet to call me and ask me my opinion. And they're hacking the vote now, Elisa. They're hacking it now. They're, they're, you know, anything they're going to do with it electronically, they're doing now. That's the reason why they, they want it. I don't know if we ever be hack-proof, but I don't think that's the point. I just think that we need to integra- integrate a system where we would have, and probably you know how many votes there were total anyway. We wouldn't have to be waiting up all night. Because you have them, hey, get your vote in before 5 o'clock and your Social Security number get locked out. Boom. Well, the reason it takes so long to count the votes in an election now is because even electronic voting machines, they are not connected to the Internet. The votes have to be manually removed from the machine at the end of the day, and that's a security measure. That's to keep the wrong people out of the system. And that's what I mean when I Why don't they use that system as a checks and balances but let another system prevail, meaning that that's the backup. Like I, I agree. Like you know, if you use yourself, if you lose your cell phone, you go. You can always go to your trusty little black book to get your numbers, right? Well, I used to. You know, now it's like it's all and you know. <laughs> but it's like if, okay, so that this system should not be priority number one. It should be the backup system to the digital system that exists, so that we do the digital. Here are the numbers, and we're gonna confirm it by the backup, and that's it. I hear you. Look, everybody, party people, you know, vote regardless. You know, however the best way to do it is, do it so that we can vote in the future. Nathan, um, we're going to invite you back again soon, probably either at the end of the hearings or sometime next month. If You know, like, let's just see how it's going and um so that we can continue this because and or if something like electrifying happens you know what i'm saying like something like ooh like let's just say um if jenny thomas comes on we need to talk we need to talk right after jenny thomas we need to get together even you know and and for all the listeners who you know i apologize we haven't been doing wednesday nights but i think that we needed a break the crew needed like so maybe unless we have something urgent going on or something special, like a, a special guest that, you know, is from the West Coast, and so it's easier for them to come on a Wednesday night than a Saturday morning, you know, or something like that, or if we have something special we want to do, we're just going to nix 
for right now at least the Wednesday nights. Um, so that because Therese, oh no no, showing you some amazing amazing uh, highlights though on Wednesdays. Yeah, that, right. That's the other thing. I've been trying to make sure that we have some um, pre-recorded shows up there for you. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I'm going to have the entirety of uh, Victor Orlando's um, interview up for next Wednesday night, which he's so entertaining. And if you don't know who Victor Orlando is, if you've not been watching the show, um, he is an extraordinary percussionist who's played with everybody from Tito Puente to the uh, Sheila E family to everybody loves the the, the song um, Outstanding. Think of the extended version where you hear the percussion in the beginning. That's Victor Orlando. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're going to have his show up. And um, that's, that's yes, yes. Um, I think LeVon calls him porn stash um, because he's become <laughs> whatever. Anyway, Nathan, it's always a pleasure, my brother. Stay in touch. And, and we're going to have you come back on. Resi Poo, you know I love you. Keep Ready making it do what it do. Everybody go to the lounge, the true lounge. Therese, tell them where it is. 82-88 Orchard Street, Newark, New Jersey, because that's her name, and my, she's been blowing up my phone because her son just got into Howard. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to my nephew, Carl. Yeah, <laughs> all right. If you see me looking down at my phone, it's because my sisters and my brothers, we're all on this thread, and, they, and everybody's like, congratulations. And my sister wrote, where the money resides, because now she's going to have two kids at Howard. So I guess the word association would be sister. Okay, so then I'll go here. I'll go here. Family. Uh, home. Life. Mm. Life. 
the first word that came to me is air. That's kind of mm. abstract, mm. but that's what came to me. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Javon, you're up next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of your words. Yeah, exactly. I'm, already, I'm already afraid. <laughs> no, I never got that reaction before. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I actually like that reaction. <laughs> All right. Okay. I am. Personality. Um, the first word that came to me is fluctuating. I don't know why. That's a weird word. But fluctuating is what came to me. Fire. Can I say air again? Because that's what happens. You can say whatever you want. Okay. All right. Air is what came to me. Possibility. Opportunity. Harmony. Harmony. The first word that came to me, honestly, was hug. Because <laughs> I saw harmony like this. I saw it. Mm. And so hug is what came to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty deep. It's probably why I can't harmonize, but yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, that's how life. harmony feels. Like good harmony feels like that. Like, oh, you know, when yeah, when you hear like take six or somebody, and you're, oh, you're yeah. like, ooh, that's, that's, mm. that feels like a hug. That is something. Beauty. Hmm. Color is what comes to me. Sigh. <laughs> I guess laughter. <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you both for having me. Absolutely. Give, give my word that I normally would give, which is Shaka Khan, but, you know. <laughs> That's a great word. That's All a right. great word. Shaka Khan. Um, legendary. And that's a good answer. What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and you are in the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. With the basement, hey, with Javon and Therese. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, I dig that. <laughs> with the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 